Hello, dear friends, and welcome to live conversation on Alatra TV UK channel. The creative format of society is the right to choose a better life for each person. It has uh, unlimited opportunities for growth and development. Only together, united in one goal, we can peacefully create a society which every human to want to live in. So, and today we would like to speak with you about unprecedented event which took place on March 20 this year. It was a global uni conference which is called Creative Society for the Prophet dreamt of. And it united millions of people around all the world to purify the truth. And it shown all of us if we united, so we can overcome everything. So let's watch this short video about this uh, amazing reviews, how this conference was going. Amazing! Oh, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm so grateful to be part of this Creative Society program. Thank you guys. Let's keep doing this until we unite mankind. It was a humbling and exciting and inspiring experience to one of us. We want this world to be a better place. We want to leave this world better than when we found it. We want... I'm honored and I'm flattered um, just getting to know the idea of this conference and just watching how diverse it was and you know, understanding that how God is love and how we can love each other equally. In total, I have heard, I've listened, and I've understood from the people around the world, the way people actually pour their heart out. And it was so phenomenal to see people from different religions but talking almost the same language. I'm totally inspired and motivated by what I received from the conference on the power of love and the role each one of us plays to build it. This is a very beautiful moment I'm sharing that all volunteers all across the globe, we want happiness, we want peaceful life, we want togetherness, we want a life where everyone should live in peace. And truth, purified from false. People will be able to understand their religion truly, who washed it and accepted the truth. I think we will succeed in everything. I believe it. The importance of the Creative Society, as I understand it, is to implement all the good qualities of a person. Such freedom of spirit, such unification of people such an example of what people who feel the need and strive for the freedom can do, feel the need for this unification, because they understand that these are such times that we simply have no other option. And besides, it is a need, the need of every heart. Creative Society project is a unique global project of Alatra International Public Movement. So, dear friends, if you would like to find more about this project, please visit alatrainers.com and read the article about eight foundations and three stages for building it. Let's together unite and create the world we all deserve to live in. So, my name is Alan, and my co-host for today is Elena. Hi, Elena. Can you please introduce our lovely guest? Yes. Hello, Alan. Hello, everyone. Yes. We are gradually, confidently, and with great joy are building a creative society. 
Each of us does everything in his power to implement this project as soon as possible. And our today's meeting is one more step, one more brick in this construction, especially with such an interesting and special guest. So it is my honor to present our dear and esteemed visitant, Lavender Vincenzi, an entrepreneur, a world-class international mistress of ceremonies, moderator and host, professional speaker, and event organizer's secret weapon. Greetings, dear Lavelda. Hi, it's great to be here. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you for accepting our invitation and coming to our chat. Uh, talking with a professional in the sphere of public speaking excites me a lot. We are not professionals, just volunteers and amateurs. Okay, but well, let's get started. Lavelda, someone called you an international woman of mystery. Could you tell us? You know, this global upbringing has created your unique internationally neutral accent, perfect for multinational audiences. So growing up around so many cultural backgrounds, Lavelta, what can you tell us about people of the world? What unites us all? People of all nationalities, sex, religion, professions, education. What makes us similar? Could you tell us? Please. Sure. I think there's quite a few things that make us similar. Um, when you kind of boil things back, some basics. If you cut, if you cut us, we all bleed, right? There are just certain things that um, we all experience as humans. People, we experience heartbreak, we experience upset. Um, there are certain things that are just universal in terms of our emotions and our experience of life. I think sometimes it's easy to get caught up in bubbles and forget the essence of our humanity. We're going to come here, we're going to have an experience, and then we're going to pass away. And, you know, if there's one thing that we know to be certain, as terrible as it sounds, is that we're not going to, not one of us is going to make it out of this alive. And I think sometimes we can get so caught up in the illusion of of being here and and there were lots of illusions i mean you go onto social media and you'll see one level of illusion in terms of what life looks like you know and i think we can get caught up in these illusions and forget the importance of connection to each other connection to the earth um just that experience of being alive and i think ultimately underneath everything we all just want to be happy. <laughs> um, we want to be happy. We want to be able to be fully expressed uh, and we want to experience love and connection. And it's really, when we boil, boil it down, it really always comes back to those things, regardless of people's background, ethnicity, uh, where they were born, whether they have money or they don't have money. It always comes down to uh, wanting to feel connected and wanting to feel loved. 
Wow, thank you so much for your answer. You're right. If you put these labels down from all of us and simply look on a human being, you will see that uh, it's just a person who won't be happy and safe as all of us together. So, and you're right about illusions, the biggest illusion, illusion of separation in the whole world. So we need to create some conditions so we can understand that. We can finally understand the one human family and kindness, friendship, unity, love, I don't know, all these amazing values and feelings that are uniting us all together. We are human beings. So thank you so much, Lavelle, for such amazing answers. And also, we know you're an international speaking person, so you're introducing politicians and different different people on stages. And um, so I'd love to ask you that next question then, because you're a widely known person as well. So could you please tell us, what do people want? What is the social request today? Like, um, what are the, their dreams and aspirations? What kind of society people want to live in? Because you meet so much people, you might know what they actually want. I think it's, I I would love to say that it was one simple answer. And I think, but I don't think there is. I think I'd be lying if I said, oh, you know, everybody wants X. I I think what people want um, is normally a result of their experiences or lack thereof in life and um, their personal evolution. What somebody wants when they're struggling is very different to somebody who's grown up in a comfortable bubble and has never seen that, you know, somebody suffering really, they're too far removed from the situation. Um, yeah, I think it kind of comes back to Maslow's hierarchy of needs and it's very easy. There are certain things that are easy to, to take on when you're basic Uh, requirements to live are already dealt with so it's easy then to get picky about exactly what food you put in your mouth and um and those sorts of almost um they're almost like things that are that you get to experience from a place of privilege because everything else is sorted it's harder to have those sorts of things as a priority when you're worried about whether there's still going to be a roof over your head so I don't think there's a simple answer the people I meet are wanting to have an impact and sometimes they're wanting to have that have that impact for um, external reasons they genuinely want to see things move forward in the world in relation to where they're able to help and what they're passionate about and sometimes it's for personal gain Um, so you know I've introduced people on stages and the place where they are at the moment, it's very much about look at me, look what I can do and let me share my expertise. And there's a lot of ego in it. And I'm not making these people wrong for where they are. I just think sometimes one of the best things we can do is be compassionate for our fellow human. They're all on a different journey. And just because we can see things that they can't doesn't mean that we must impose our perspectives on them. So I, I don't think there's a single answer to that. But ultimately, in terms of stages, it's either because people have a real genuine desire to see something change and they want to do it in a big way, or it's because they like people looking at them and clapping and, you know, they want to have that moment of feeling, feeling glory. And, and, some, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. Um, I think it's good if there's a little bit of both, personally. <laughs> Different people have different desires and wishes, isn't it? And some doing for the personal achievement, some others doing for collective achievement. So that is fantastic. Thank you so much for answering this question. Thank you so much. I liked your comparison about comfortable bubble. Right. 
um, every person needs to come out of the bubble and to see the worries and troubles of others. It is uh, so important in life. Okay, Lavenda, prior to your work on stage, you attained a bachelor's degree in accounting and financial managing. And before embarking on a corporate career, you have been an experienced financier. And my difficult question, what should be done in the world to make all people happy? How to eradicate financial inequality and hunger? Um, oh, that is a huge question. I think it's, um, it it's very multi-layered. I don't think there's, it's not one of these things where we're going to have like a golden pill, take this and it's all, you know, your life is going to be better. Um, on a personal level, I think, there's a lot of power in individually taking personal responsibility for where we are at the moment, regardless of what the external situation is. And the reason why I say that is because for as long as the reason we're experiencing what we're experiencing is somebody else's fault, then we have no power personally to make a difference and no um, inclination to make a difference because so it's somebody else's responsibility to change things. Now, I'm not negating that external factors play a huge role on where we find ourselves. And yet, regardless of those external circumstances, you can find people in the most difficult circumstances externally who've managed to somehow move out of it. And so I do think, firstly, there's a degree of individual personal responsibility um, and understanding or taking on as painful as it may be that whatever I'm experiencing today is, 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 you know, down to me and therefore I have the power to change it. If nothing else, just being able to see that you have the power to do something to shift your current reality, I think is important. That being said, I think external circumstances also play a huge role um, depending on where you are in the world, depending on what street you lived in, depending on, you know, what body you were born into, these things can have a profound impact on our ability to, to navigate spaces. So I do think that there's a role, um, there's a role for governments, there's a role for organizations, there's a role for individuals who are born into or experiencing spaces of privilege to make space, create opportunities for others who aren't, uh, who aren't there yet. But I always say, it doesn't matter if the individual stepping into that opportunity is doing so from a place of entitlement. So I think it does, we've all got to come together and work forward from multiple different directions. And I think if everybody can take some degree of responsibility to do something a little bit different, just a little thing, you know, that moves things forward. I think that really does help because I can tell you the reason why external financial aid sometimes doesn't have the results that it wants is because the individual is not ready for it, right? You take somebody who's been completely untrained in managing money and suddenly give them a bucket load of it, it doesn't solve the problem, right? They just end up exactly back in the same situation, which is why I say I think it's both. I don't think you can say it's just governments and organizations and, and large um, organized bodies. Uh, or it's, you know, individuals need to work this out all by themselves. It's absolutely a combination of both. And when those come together, when individuals are taking responsibility 
learning for themselves, letting go of, you know, sometimes it's, especially financially, it might be beliefs and structures you've taken on from people beyond yourself, right? You, you don't even know that you have this thing that if money comes to me, I need to spend it, but any, that's what you grew up with. And it's something that you took on and now you're living life like that. So I do think it's important that individually we address some of our own personal um, demons that stop us from being the success that we are, that we address our personal need to be a victim. And we've, I, I kind of believe we've all had our moments of, oh my gosh, poor me, poor me. You know, this is always happening to me. And I think when we can acknowledge that sometimes the problem is not outside of us, but but we are part of the problem and do our part to shift that, then what I've typically found is a lot of things start to fall into place that mean that beautiful opportunities show up where there wasn't space for them before because you weren't ready to be able to fully receive it. So, yeah, I don't, there's no simple answer, unfortunately, ladies. No simple answer to that question. It's quite complex. Absolutely right. So thank you. But how do you envision the creative society such a society where you, your family, and everyone will live in happiness and will feel safe. Yeah, that's my vision. Um, I think I have moments nowadays where I think that it's a total possibility. And I also have moments where I question humanity's ability to do things. And sometimes the bubble I spoke of, like the happy bubble, um, sometimes I say it's it's nice to be in the delusional bundle, bundle, a bubble, because sometimes in that bubble of delusion, it's easier to to be a force for good. Um, for me, at least, sometimes it's difficult to be a force for good when it looks as though or feels as though everything's working against us and nobody cares and it's all doomed and gloomed and we're never going to get there anyway, right? Um, so it's a vision that I still hold. I live in hope and I... I actively search out evidence that we're moving in the right direction um, because I think if I can be in that, then and individually we can look for those opportunities. It's like um, the only other way I know to put it, it's, it's kind of like I often say to clients that I'm working with, you'll get more of what you keep looking for. Mm -hmm. And if we're all looking for what's wrong and what's bad and what's not working, then on some level we'll create that. Whereas I, I feel like if, if more of us can spend more time in, we're not perfect, it's not all 100% right now, but my golly, there are a lot of really great things going on. And um, to me, I'm all for being behind programs that focus forward. And that's not to say that things, there isn't room for improvement in certain areas, but I think navel glazing at it without thinking of the solution to move it forward I don't, don't think helps either so I love the fact that I'm being connected into initiatives like this um, invited to um, use my skill set and moderate international conferences around positive impact environmental change humanity those sorts of things because it gives me the opportunity to go look there's hope there's hope, there's lots of people behind these sorts of initiatives. And if I can find a way to help spread that in some way, the more people that are in that space of let's, let's do something about this, I think we can. I think it's absolutely possible. It's difficult for negativity to exist where there isn't space for it. 
Thank you so much, uh, Lavelle. It's absolutely amazing answer. And you're right. If you believe you can, you definitely can. If you believe you can't, you can't. So we're creating those borders in our own minds. And this is why we need collectively working together. Because when we speak today about individual effort and uh, organizing this uh, big organization's uh, effort and also uh, political and big decision makers' efforts, we need all, but this whole society is contained by people, isn't it? It's created by people. And, it contains the people, and the human factor is very important for all of us. So we all co-creators of our future, and this is why if we do it all together, we can do something amazing and uh, create decent life conditions for everyone. So I really like your vision of uh, free society and uh, actually solutions we can find also together. So thank you so much, Anil. And we also know you're a very creative person yourself. Since young childhood, you've been already performing on stage and you've just done your tra training in dancing and uh, I don't know, like speech already as a speaker by early age as well. And so my next question for you, William, which conditions should be created so that children and adults as well, you live um, have this self-motivations and personal development and empowerment of their own skills? That's a great question. Um... I honestly think the work starts with parents because we can easily unconsciously pass on our own biases, our own insecurities and our own fears onto children. And we'll do it sometimes very subtly in the language that we use. Um, simple phrases like growing up, you know, we don't have any money or money doesn't grow on trees or you're never going to be accepted there or people like us. You know, all of these little phrases which are really just a reflection on our own experience of life really do end up setting um, a foundation for how children then interpret the world because that's what they, they grow up with. And I think it takes a strong individual who's done um, and addressed a lot of their own personal stuff to be able to be in a space to allow somebody else to evolve as who they are. And whether that's a child or somebody else in your life, we've all been with those people who's like, I say we've all been with, we've been, we know of people to whom when you're in their presence, there's a certain way things have got to be, otherwise they can't function, right? Mm -hmm. And so what that means is that for those around them, other people now feel like they have to mold to show up slightly differently in order to accommodate the insecurities or desires of a particular individual. And it takes a lot for us to be able to, truly be in a space where we can say, I'm going to be me and I'm going to allow you to be fully expressed as you. And some of those things we may agree on and some of them we may not agree on, but we can co coexist nonetheless. And when we've got such strong beliefs, it can be very difficult to allow, because creativity is allowing somebody else to, to experience the world differently and add, from that be able to piece together their own version of what things look like. But if we're going to impose some limitations around that because of our view of the world or our desire and need to keep somebody safe and secure, we can get we can overimpose and that stops a certain degree of creativity. Um, little things like wanting you know, little things like wanting your your child to be successful, but then defining what success is. And that definition may come from 
what looks like successful is it's being in a career that I know has a high paycheck. And so therefore, even though the child might be drawn to a completely different sort of avenue or income stream or something that would really bring them joy, as a parent, um, because of your own desire for them to be successful and defining what that looks like for them, pushing them down a completely different route. I think it, you know, it takes a lot of work for a parent to be able to, to step back and, and define what role it is they actually want to play in a child's life. And it's not in, there's not a, there's no rule book for how this is done. So my hats goes off to, to parents, but I can say that there's something magical when a child is given an environment that allows them to fully express themselves. That's where some of the great art comes from and the new initiatives come from. And it's not always the child who was told to do accounting or become an engineer or be a doctor because that was the thing that would make their parents happy, but not the thing that makes their heart sing. Yes, it is very important yes. listeners, today to find this uh, happy, happy place for yourself because lots of people choose a profession today because of profit, because of money, and not because the heart is set in this what they want to do, what they're talented to do. And uh, this is very important, of course, to parents to support their children. So thank you so much for your answer. Thank you, Lavelta. I agree. Um, we are all responsible for our kids, for their ideas, for their uh, future dreams. So we have uh, to do a lot to make them feel and be good people. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, Lavelta, volunteers of Alatra International Public Movement have been talking to people for many years and on the basis of millions of answers, the eight foundations for building the creative society have been formed. The full version of the article is on alatounites.com website. And now let's watch a short video about the foundations, just to recall them. The biggest social polling in our entire history of civilization has been conducted during the last 10 years by people around the world. 180 countries, millions of people of different social statuses, denominations, nationalities, talk about the society in which they want to live in. And this is a creative society. Based on the answers of the people from around the world, eight foundations of creative society were established, a society where all people can live in happiness, peace, and prosperity. This is that very society that our prophets bequeath to us. All prophets talk about the value of life, freedom, honesty, common human values, equality before God, mutual respect and unification of people about love for each other. They talked about the common truth and about the world which we can create. The prophet said, there will be a time when we're able to build a creative society. 
We are honored to live in the time which the prophets talked about. When everyone is chosen. Thank you. Okay. Dear Lavelda, which of these foundations seem to you the most important? And which one would you like to comment? I mean, it's slightly mean because they're all very important. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, which one's your favorite child? All of them, all of them. <laughs> um, the one I'm actually drawn to, to talk about today is development of personality. And I think I kind of alluded to some of my thoughts, at least around this, during the course of this conversation. And to me, the big word that comes to me in terms of one's personal ability to develop uh, personality is courage. courage. Because um, I think it can take for a lot of us, especially if you've grown up in very fixed in a very um, fixed culture in which there are expectations of who you are and how you sh should show up to be accepted, right? Especially when you've grown up in those sorts of scenarios, I think it's super important. The thing that allows us to have that, that feeling of self-expression is having the courage to say the things we mean when we say them, to... Um, not say yes to things or um, get ourselves in situations that don't make sense. But ultimately, it's the courage to truly be ourselves. And if who you truly are is someone that, that you have been taught or you may know your current environment is never going to accept. And that's unfortunately the truth for some people born into certain bodies, right? It's just where you are and the form you were born into, they do not like each other. They're not friends. They're not happy with each other. Um, and even in the scenarios in which you have got that freedom to be fully expressed, there might be perceived ideas, nothing, nothing tangible, but a perceived notion of how you're going to be received by others. And so to me, the big word in terms of being able to access um, the development of one's personality truly is courage. And sometimes it's courage on a daily basis to stop saying yes when you truly mean no, to leave the role, the relationship, the house, the environment that you know doesn't suit you, even though you don't know where else you're going to go and if you're going to be able to find that new comfortable scenario. But sometimes what happens is we stay where we are because we know it. And there's that saying, better the devil you know than the one you don't. And the truth is by choosing that, and it is a choice, you rip yourself off from ever discovering if there is truly an opportunity for you to have different. And so I don't take lightly how challenging that is for people. And it, and it doesn't matter if actually externally it's not that deep. Sometimes it's in our head can be the courage to leave the job you have hated for decades. Mm. You know, it can be the courage to walk out on a relationship that you know doesn't work. It can be the courage to tell your parents that 
you don't like eating that food they keep feeding you that they that they're telling you is a, you know they've been telling you is your favorite food just the courage to say actually I stopped liking that about 5 years ago you know it can, sometimes it can be the silliest little things but every time every time we don't have the courage to be true to ourselves we continue to commit ourselves to a life that we will never be fully fulfilled in Yeah. because the fulfillment we want is the is our ability for us to say yeah i don't really want to go to the movies rather than yeah i'm going to go to the movies because if i say no and everybody else is going and you know that peer pressure nonsense um but i i think it really is the key to us being able to experience the life have our experience of the life that really really does resonate for us and the only other thing i can say that might support some people who are listening and thinking oh heck especially in relation to well people and things um when you can understand that there are some things for a season some for a reason and some for a lifetime and you can honor the seasonal things as seasonal the reason things as reasonal reasonable if that's a word um as a learning experience and the lifetime things as as lifetime then you'll put yourself in a greater position to really be able to be fully expressed when you hold on to something that was meant for a reason for longer than you should have that's when things start to feel uncomfortable and similar when you hold on to to things relationships people for longer than um the season they were meant to be around for then that also causes you problems and until you let them go something new is an is it doesn't have the space to come into it so have the courage to let go of things when the time has come thank you so much lavelle that's absolutely brilliant and uh, yes if you be honest with ourselves at first and honest around us and with people who is around us we could um but again in a polite kind kind way so we can uh, we can actually experience the true life and this why right now is a time of change has come for all of us and finally we can say no for the consumers form of society and try to build a different society the decent life for everyone if i feel comfortable sometimes you know to to live your life like you do already you don't want to do anything your life is great and good but actually not outside of the world people suffering isn't it and we need all take this uh, blind glasses off and work hard together and be honest and have the courage to change something today now find our voices inside inside of us and uh, start speaking out louder and say yes we deserve better yes we can do something good yes it's me it's not like anyone's new decision it's for all of us but it's my true voice for that and thank you so much for your amazing expression as well for that and we speak about uh, relationship between people today as well and i'd love to ask you a question so what do you think relationship between people should be based on competition or cooperation um i'd say truth ultimately um i don't think competition in and of itself is a bad thing and um and collaboration isn't always a good thing either if you've got the wrong people working together but i think fundamentally if the relationships that you're building are built on truth um then you can be honestly competitive because sometimes that's where growth is and you can be honestly collaborative as well um so i'm 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 not on the side of one or the other in terms of in terms of those two but i i kind of think if you can 
if you can look deeper to understand what's really going on, then I think that's where true transformation happens. And sometimes the competition is a good thing, um, but there's healthy and unhealthy in both. And so I think if you can always get back to the truth of it, then both of them can coexist and actually bring, bring us some amazing things because competition does allow us to have a lot of variety and we need variety in our lives, um, but only when it's healthy. Yes, thank you so much. So if honesty and decency is an integral part in our daily life and uh, the work and family, so society will change, isn't it? If we start with ourselves and we start creating something for others and appreciate others as well. And as you write uh, about corporate world, competition and uh, cooperation can be together, go alongside if it's healthy, if it's not uh, valid, if it's right or anything as well. So thank you so much for your answer. Absolutely. And thank you for your sincere and uh, really wise answers. Um, okay. The Creative Society project is currently at its informative stage. We need to inform all people on Earth about a possibility to live a better, as we said, more decent life and end all these terrible problems of a consumer society. So, what can we do today so that we all could live in a creative society tomorrow? Mavelda. Uh, make a choice. I think everything always starts with a choice. And some choices we have to make on a daily basis because they're hard, right? The easy choices, we make them once and they're kind of done. The hard choices, sometimes we have to get up every single morning and, and reaffirm our commitment to our choice to go forward. And, and then I think once you make a choice to do something, it's about then choosing to take action. And to me, I think you're almost better off taking one little piece of um, consistent action. So doing one thing daily, whether that's a smile to somebody in the street or an email to a friend or sharing this link with somebody, right? Just one thing every single day versus kind of throwing yourself knee deep into a project for six weeks that exhausts the heck out of you and then doing nothing for two years. I would rather build that habit of, um, build a habit of creating a better world rather than dip in and out of doing it. So if it's something that you're, that's important to you, then look at ways in which you can consistently show up to make the improvements that you would like to see in the world. Thank you. That's right. Step by step, brick by brick. That's great. Okay. And you know, these two notions, courage and choice, to my mind, are close connected. And um, you really sometimes need some courage to make a right choice. You really do. It's not always, it's not always easy to make those choices because sometimes, I mean, any choice we make have consequences and sometimes the consequences of doing the right thing might mean that you're going to be uncomfortable um, at best or uh, you may get pulled into a, a situation that might mean that you're at risk, right? And so it does take courage for you to, to do the right thing when it counts, to, um, to make the choices that are actually going to make the difference. But it's worth doing. 
Thank you so because much. Because if everybody if everybody was a coward about doing making a difference, that's when that's when um, the things we don't want to exist are allowed to have the space to breathe. Because our lack of action and our lack of courage makes it okay. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much, Lavelle, for that. And now we would like to show you a short video. It's actually an animated video. It's going to show us about our consumer's format of society and what is actually brought for all of us. And then we can ask you the next question. So let's watch this video now. Aliens came to Earth. At first, they flew around it. So everything. And then decided to talk to the people on Earth. They asked, why do you have so much garbage and garbage cans? Well, this is because we don't have enough money to build waste processing plants. But why do you have so many hungry and homeless people? Well, this is because we don't have enough money to feed them and build houses for them. But why are you constantly at war with each other? This is because we don't have enough money and we're trying to take it away from others. The aliens scratched their heads and said, We fly around galaxies, have explored many worlds and planets, but have never met such a rare and, as it turns out, such a very necessary resource as money. Could you show us what it looks like and show where you get it in space? Then we will try to get it, bring you more of this money and help you establish harmony on your planet. We don't fly anywhere to get money, the Earthlings answer. We print it ourselves. Yourselves? said the aliens. Yes. After this answer, Earthlings were deleted from the list of intelligent beings. Yes, the trick on us, isn't it? <laughs> really. So this, this little video has shown us today uh, we one human family and we are all in it because this planet is our common home. So it's not escape, it's all just here now. So and this is what we're doing with our with for home and with relationship between all of us. And uh, Lavelle, you once you have said that to to know what you want. Uh, to do is uh, really important and uh, this you're thinking about like strategically about everything so i'd love to ask you the next question what changes do you see if our society uh, will be united if everybody will be united by one goal and which goal is create a society so what do you feel what kind of our planet and our society will change you guys ask like the smallest questions. <laughs> like, the most difficult ones. Let me just think about it. Like, um, that's a really, it's a really big question. And when I think of these sorts of things, when I think of really big things, um, I always come back down to ultimately, if we're going to have a society that acts different, a society's component parts are individuals, which means as individuals, each of us have to be able to have a particular type of shift, right? Mm -hmm. And the reason there's a disconnect is because individually, we're just in different places, right? And, and sometimes we want to, we can mistakenly see our position as more 
evolved than the position of somebody else. And I think when we start to create these distinctions, any us and them moments, that's when it doesn't work. Because it doesn't matter what we're talking about. I'm rich, you're poor. I'm from here, you're from there. Anything that effectively um, bypasses humanity of there's an us and there's a them. And we do this on multiple different layers about all kinds of ridiculous things. And I think, you know, the biggest piece of work we can do as individuals is to get to a place of compassion and tolerance of others. Absolutely. Yes. Oh, unite, isn't it? All humanity unite. Yeah. But it also means that it's a, it's a degree of compassion and um, sometimes tolerance, not always, but, understanding of others who perhaps are acting in ways in which we don't like or don't want mm -hmm. because I it doesn't often wars happen because I'm going to tell you exactly how to show up and because you won't listen I'm going to impose myself upon you and actually we're not always going to agree on everything period ever we're just never always as humanity always going to agree on everything and I don't think we absolutely need to always agree on everything I think there is some fundamentals that it's helpful for us to have some agreements around like you know taking another life not a good thing you know those sorts of things those kind of fundamentals where it's helpful for us as humanity to agree to at least some core principles regardless of where you are in the world imposing yourself in somebody else's space where it's unwanted not a good thing you know those sorts of things um but i think outside of that getting to a point where you're okay with somebody else having a different opinion about something. You don't have to make sure they agree with you. It's okay. Just don't hang out with them anymore. Like let them do their thing and I'll do my thing. I don't, you might believe in veganism and I don't, and I don't need to have you not, and you don't need to have me do like, it doesn't matter. We can both exist. It's not that fundamental. But if we can at least agree on things of a moral level and be okay with allowing others to be, because I think sometimes unwittingly and, you know, sometimes even the with the best will in the world, we're insistent upon imposing ourselves on other people's journeys. And it's not ours to impose ourselves upon, but our ability to be okay with others where they are and compassionate and um, understanding and wanting to get underneath things to truly understand the humanity of something, because who knows, there might be something for us to learn. There might be an opportunity for us to become better rather than assuming that our position is, is the position for people to be in. So I think, you know, being able to adjust our, um, desire sometimes to tell people how they should be but instead to be able to approach with an open heart and an open mind to understand um, and I say this as somebody who's grown up in multiple different countries and experienced multiple cultures and what I can tell you is they're just different doesn't make one right and the other one wrong they're just different yeah, I, for one, love the differences. But sometimes as we grow, 
because our bubble looks this particular sort of way, we now start to think others needs to look the same way. And I'm like, we need to stop that. That's not good. We need the variety. We need the difference in thought and the difference in culture and the difference of approach. Um, but that also means we need to be okay with the difference of thoughts and the difference of culture, and the difference of approach, right? We need to embrace it rather than push back on it. Let's take it as an opportunity individually for us to grow and learn. Yes, and if today we start acting responsibly as well for our lives and start respect another person just because it's a human, first of all. And as you said, our culture in, in our world is diverse because the planet Earth is not that small. And we are living in such a beautiful home. We call it home, isn't it? This beautiful Earth. And uh, if you respect each other, if you start in just uh, simple things to do, learn from each other, which diversity of the cultures is absolutely amazing. How many tasty foods we can, isn't it, taste from each other and learn how to dress and other things. It's so much cultural enrichment can give it to all of us today and now. So yes, first of all, is um, unity, but one goal is uh, to better world create. For example, if we decided as humanity to stop all wars in our planet, so we can do it all together if we decide so. And of course, it's challenging, but we can do it, of course. And we speak about most, more massive, big stuff like that, which you can unite and stop the hunger and poverty. And those words, you can do it, achieve it all together. And sometimes people think, where are resources for that? And uh, if any other economist can say you, we have resources, I mean, as humanity, we're just not using them smart. We use them on destroying things instead of embracing and building and creating new things, like we already speak today about. Thank you so much, Lavelle, for such amazing conversation today. It's, it's absolutely wonderful to hear your opinions and it's, uh, the questions was um, raised high topic of all of us what we want to live in and what kind of society. Yes. Because creative society, actually, if you think about this, it's supportive, harmonious, stable. Any other synonym you can take, it's just society when working to live in all of us together. So thank you so much for your answers. Yes, right, girls. We need to learn to talk about us, ourselves, uh, we, not about I, me, myself, because we are all one. Okay, Della Velde, as we are testing the theory of six handshakes, whom you would you like to invite for our next conversation? and to hear his or her vision of uh, a creative society? Uh, I think the person I like to invite would be my husband. Wow. Um, yeah, <laughs> he's got an opinion great. on a lot of things. So I think he'd be um, an interesting person to, sp to speak to about this. Thank sounds you. We're looking forward to receive him and maybe you can participate as a co-host, which is will be very happy to have you on board. It would be interesting. It will be a nice conversation, I'm sure. And I'd love to remind our viewers, creative society is not a dream. It's a, already happening today, and millions of people already implementing those uh, eight foundations in their lives and activities. So if you would like to know more about creative society, join this magical project. And I say magical because it kind of can unite all of us together and uh, just to build a decent life for everyone. And uh, so please visit our website, alatreunites.com, where you can see a red join us button. By pressing it, you basically will be see the short and easy form, choose your language before that. And all you need to do is just to fill this form. And uh, volunteers of our International Public Movement will contact you shortly. So please, anyone, 
if you have any opinion or I don't know, you would like to be our like, friend or host or you would like to be a guest in our program or you would like to just share your expertise and uh, just come to us, just speak to us because this is project of humanity. It's not uh, about anybody or anything. It's not even about organization. It's all about humanity, all of us. And Alatrinoise.com become a platform of unity of all of us, regardless of nationality, religion, social status, gender, color, I don't know, anything. Finally, take off all our labels and realize in unity we can achieve everything. So thank you so much, Lavella, for such enriching and inspirational conversation today. It is really interesting to hear your opinions and uh, your solutions as well and your advice is what you pass for all of us and our viewers today. We would love to thank our dear viewers for being with us and watching this beautiful program. And thank you, Elena, for being such a wonderful co-host and our technical support as well. Because it's creative society, for example, we can we have all these technologies to bring it life, to bring it actually togetherness and in unity, as I said, we can overcome everything. So thank you very much, dear friends. Thank you. Thank you so much. And let me add some more words. Okay, we want to call on all the people of the planet. We must all together understand and realize that we are all as we agreed one. Yes. Millions of people speak about this in our polls, which are conducted all over the world by volunteers of the Alatra International Public Movement. And we must uh, be united in our striving for happiness, safe, calm, and peaceful life. And we must be responsible for our dream, ourselves. It is simply necessary to take this responsibility for the future of our Earth in our own hands. So, thank you so much, Lavelta, for your great answers. And thank you for watching, dear viewers. United, we can. Goodbye, and thank you.
what's going on. We are sighted and awake. Now we know what is the truth, and we know what's fake. We are more than 99%. Now, so what should you look at? All prophets dream of peace and love. In your united, happy world. We friendship and respect among. All humans, it is what they talk.